Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. So we got a win. It is later than I expected to record this thing. And, uh, you know, I do apologize for that. I know I try to get it out at the normal time. But, uh, you know, life calling me. You know, take it that the dog was sick and this, that, and the other, right? So, hey, forgive me. You got to enjoy it. Also, the Cowboys won today. So uh, I'm sure everybody's feeling good in the DFW. Um, I mean, let's let's go right from the top. Right from the top. Uh, North Texas won. That's number one. The game is played to win, right? You play the game to win. Um, you play to win the game. That's the Herman Wood quote. I was trying to figure it out. Uh, and that that was done. Jason Bean, nine of twenty, one hundred twenty yards. You know, not nothing, nothing to tweet about. Uh, I thought he was steady. He didn't make any major mistakes. He didn't throw any interceptions. He missed, fired a couple of times, and, you know, I, I tweeted about it, right? And there's a criticism we can talk about. Um, I forget who it was, but they had they were open down the sideline. He overthrew them. Incompletion. You got to complete those things. Uh, Rice was completing their passes that were very similar. North Texas was not completing their passes uh, early. That's what happened. I'm concerned, you're concerned, that it was a 10-0 uh, Rice lead to start the game. Rice was opening up gigantic holes, right? Looking like the, uh, you know, I never saw them, but like those old school uh, Washington Redskins way back when, the Hogs. It's not appropriate to call them Redskins. It's just a force of habit. Taking a drink of uh, uh, an adult beverage there. Um, it's not, you know, it, it's not fixable in one or two, you know, games. Uh, probably even a season, right? Um, but we saw improvement, right, along the the front line, uh, Grayson and Gabriel. And you know what? I like mixing them up. I always have to double check which one's which, and so I, I like it. They're a package deal. They're twins. You don't really need to to recognize one over the other anyway. When one gets to shine, the other one's getting to shine. Um, they're good, and uh, you can't tell which one is which, and neither can the defense. Um, the ball is, is snapped. The ball is tipped. Um, but the ball snapped. The Murphys get into the backfield. And it's sack time, right? And I think that's that's done a hell of a lot for one Dion Noville. Uh, that dude uh, came into this season with lots of hype, right? Like, you got to look out for Dion Noville. He's going to make plays. He, was, he had a great season last year. Uh, he's shown real bright. He's going to do big things, and he did small things to start the season. Right? He was kind of a no-show. He would miss some tackles. Uh, he looked lost, and, you know, I will concede the point that maybe he was having to do a lot, and he had no support. The defense is basically, I mean, offenses, um, it's kind of weird. The offensive line protects or defends the quarterback, right? Well, the offensive line uh, for the opposition did a great job of saying, you know, diagnosing the threats and saying, you know what, Dion Novell is the dude. We'll block him up. And, you know, everybody else is going to be just be there, right? And, um, 
you can call that a knock on the other dudes, but I mean, we're not knocking their their character as people or their work effort, just uh, their production. They got not that many sacks. Nine sacks on the season up to the point for the North Texans being green, and seven, seven sacks on, uh, what was that dude, Mike Collins, right, uh, for Rice. Um, and not to be outdone, the pass rush was uh, not the only bright spot. Um, after, again, I don't know what they did second quarter. They just said, you know what, it's time to play, I guess. I don't know. But they were getting clutch stops. Uh, There's some luck there. Let's call it out, right? We've got to acknowledge the luck lest we, um, you know, un- seem ungrateful to the football gods and they, they dine to not uh, grant us any more luck. Uh, there's a, f- a couple times, a few times, where the ball just kind of bounced right right to them. Uh, but you got to credit the defense for being in the right place, right time. Uh, fumbles are random, right? You look at the statistics, it's hard to replicate. You can't just force more fumbles. It's not a thing. You can try to increase, get your hand in there and punch them. But the bulk of the work that is involved in creating fumbles is simply getting to the ball, gang tackling, and, you know, hoping for the best there. And you might notice that those are good fundamentals of defense anyway, right? If you have two guys getting to the ball, that means, you know, the likelihood that this guy is going to break a tackle and keep running is low, right? Because if he breaks one tackle, well, there's another guy holding on to him. So he's tackled. Um, And you also increase the likelihood that they'll fumble because if they are, say, struggling, holding on to the ball too tightly, right, and they extra squeeze there and the ball slips out, squirts out. Well, if you're gang tackling, that means you have three people, two people against the one guy, and, um, you know, you increase your likelihood of recovering the ball. So playing good defense, right, swarming to the ball, increases your likelihood to recover fumbles. And, uh, you know, thus it was so. Uh North Texas got a, a couple of fumbles, a couple clutch stops, uh, you know, just excellent open field tackling at times. Was it John Brown, right? I think he flew in there. Huge stop. Um, it didn't really affect the game, but those are the, uh, like, I mean, it wasn't a game-winning tackle or nothing like that, but it was a game-supporting tackle, you know. The the game isn't won so easily kind of going away if he doesn't make that tackle earlier, right? It just increases the likelihood that Rice gets lucky and gets, gets up there and, and scores. This was by no means a perfect game uh, for all the praise that we're giving them right now. And uh, they, they deserve every bit of it, especially given that they've been terrible uh, t- to start the season. The Murphy twins, uh, they're awesome. They're a little undersized for the position they play, but again, that shows you that you don't really need size to excel at your position. You just need to make plays. Uh, they're quick. They slip by their dudes. The guys trying to, to pass block them. They get to the quarterback they wreak havoc. Um, all those sacks, killed drives, stopped plays, um, you know, made the offensive coordinator scramble, changes uh, his play sheet, they get off schedule. Those are the things that affect plays. You make teams uncomfortable. Everybody knows this, right? Um, in every sport that you can think of, uh, that's what you want to do. One reason why it's so hard to stop a guy to, to, you know, like from making free throws is that it's difficult to, you know, affect his shot. He's going to sit there, spin the ball, knock it down. Uh, so you're screaming or ah, whatever. Uh, maybe you're talking some mess, right? You know, Scotty Pippen, hey, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays or whatever. Uh, but that's all you can do. Um, you know, you can materially affect the play by, hey, their play sheet says on um, first down, want to get three yards. 
and uh, on first down they they get knocked back three yards. Well, you change the next play, right? And maybe they had a nice, uh, you know, three four yard gainer coming up. And even if they get that, even if they call that play, it's third and long instead of third and short, right? You've materially affected the game. That's how you do it. That's how you increase the the chances of winning games. That's how you improve as a defense. That's the trail coming into this game was asking for improvement, and he got it, right? Congratulations. Good stuff. Uh, got to clean up that first quarter, but they were you know, 97-yard touchdown. Uh, not, well, not touchdown, but touchdown drive uh, by Rice. Non-good, right? Big strike against them, allowing 10 points in the first quarter, going down 10-0 in the first quarter. Not good. Uh, I, I tweeted this, right? But North Texas was up 14 against Houston Baptist, down 21 against Southern um, Southern Methodist, uh, was it down 10 or 7 against uh, Southern Miss? Um, down, was it 14 in Charlotte? Uh, you know, you get the picture. Not good, right? Down 20, 14 to, to Middle Tennessee or 21 to Middle Tennessee, whatever it was, 17. A lot of points. The point is starting slowly. It's not it's not a good way to get things going. Uh, speaking of getting people off schedule and, you know, messing with their game plan. Teams have been able to do that to North Texas because they scored. You know, well, we're up 21 points now. Now you're not going to run the ball. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Offensively, not a great performance. 27 points is a winnable margin. Is it, Well, not a margin. It's a winnable total. Um, you know, given, like, the, on a per-play basis, I hadn't looked it up, but North Texas only had the ball, like, was it 20 minutes? Bryce had the ball 36 minutes. So that's a lot of what what's going on there, right? North Texas wasn't as efficient on like a per play basis, per drive basis, um, but they scored, right? I think they only had a handful of possessions, but they did it, and a lot of those came, or two or three of those came in the first quarter. Those are obvious, right? Starting slow. I'd like to see Bean get out, use his legs, do a little run. You know, that's his. We saw when he finally got to do that, right? I think uh, Greg, friend of the show, was tweeting, uh, "Get Bean out." You know, have him run, a, throw a little short pass to uh, Darden. Like, make it easy. Let's get the ball in our playmakers' hands. Let's make some happen. Something happen, right? Let's let's not do the thing that being his weakest at, right? Dropping back, standing tall in a pocket. And it's not to say that he's bad at that, but that's not what you know made him player of the week uh, a month and a half ago or whatever it was, right? In October, right, seventeenth. That's not what it was. Uh, that's silly, right? You know, hey, let's get Pavarotti in here. See if he can play the piano for us. That's not that's not what he's known for. Let's not do that, right? Got plenty of those. We can keep doing that. Um, <laughs> hey, slash, hey, why don't you come in here and, uh, you know, do the engineering. Get on the board, right? No, no, no. Put the guitar down. Get over here. Do it. That, that's silly, right? Have them do what they're good at um, and then come and then see if they can stop the other stuff. Uh, if Rice was shutting down the run game, okay, well, you know, Let's uh let's maybe throw the ball once or twice. But make them stop you. Don't stop yourself to start the game. Uh when Bean got out and ran sixty six yards to the house, right? Nobody stopped him, nobody could get close to him. He sprinted past everybody. Maybe let's start with that play, right? Sure, they're gonna they're, they're gonna spend all week trying to defend it. UTSA is gonna be spending all week when they're not eating turkey this week, uh figuring out how they're gonna stop Jason Bean. Um cool. Well, let's let's if there's a if there's a quicker way to demoralize a team, I don't know what it is. If you spend five days trying to figure out how you're going to stop this one play, and then first play of the game, you are unable to stop that play. That's taking the heart out of a team to start things off, and 
that's what you do. Now, maybe they get a little hyped and they stopped it. And you're like, okay, cool. You stopped it once. Do it again. Right? And if they stop it, do it again. Let's keep going. Let's see how many times. Right? You know, you get lucky once. Uh, you know, you get even luckier twice. People have won the lottery two times in a row. But the odds are in your favor if you're putting your best foot forward, right? Again, putting the your strongest skills um, and leading with them. Uh, everything else is a complimentary thing. Chances are they're not going to be able to. Or you're going to see the weaknesses. That if, if Bean, you know, starts getting on the run and you see that they've devoted – uh, eight tenths or oh, it's the elevenths, right? Eight elevenths of the the off of the defense to to stopping Bean. Well, then you know what you need to do, right? Little play action, throw it out. Let's get a touchdown, right? Nice little constraint plays. Um, that's what you do. So we saw a little bit more of that North Texas was a lot more devoted to the run. Um, they were more efficient. They got the ball to J- uh, to Jalen Darden. He scored a touchdown. The dude's a machine. Scores every week against any kind of coverage. Um, this game gave me a lot of confidence because it was concerning, right? Rice looked good. They're, you know, everybody's writing about, oh, their defense is pretty solid. They've done pretty good because uh, all they do is read the stats. Um, I wasn't that scared of Rice. I think I mentioned it. There was a lot that basically says this is a game where we it's it's on North Texas, right? It's it's scheme, it's preparation. Do they look prepared? Uh, I gotta give Seth Luttrell like a B minus, right? Overall, they won the game. They controlled the game for a lot of it, right, in the times they had it. But they started off real real weak again, right? You can't give up the first quarter. You can't concede that, especially not by 10 points. Because, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen, right? Maybe get you down get down 10 points and then Bean gets injured. Game plan changed, right? You don't just give up plays. Um, so, all good defensively. I thought that was an excellent performance. Uh, basically blinked them the rest of the way. There was a late kind of a gimme touchdown, um, you know, just pad the stats. But from the second to most of the fourth quarter, zero points for Rice, the Rice Owls there. Uh, that's quality stuff. They wanted to run the ball, and they couldn't after a while. And, you know, speaking of uh, their strength and weaknesses, uh, they came out and they were like, uh, well, hey, they got to a point where they didn't go for it on fourth and two. Um, or fourth and one, or fourth and short, whatever it was. And we kind of beat them because we finally stopped the thing that they were good at. Um, but they had a lot of confidence there for a second, and rightly so. We couldn't stop them. Was that the dude Bailey getting out wide, just sprinting past our secondary? Not good. Uh, we'll talk about this. Uh, I'm going to keep this episode pretty short, relatively short. Um, you know, stuff going on here. I prepare for the week. Um, I'm going to work a couple days this week, so. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit sometime when we do the preview podcast, and I, I intend to schedule that. We just got to work out when that's going to happen. But you look at UTSA, right, and you say, okay, should I be afraid of this team? Uh, well, you should be afraid of COVID because uh, I don't know if this game's going to be played. A uh, lot of cases everywhere. I think uh, Brett Vito tweeted that um, seven more cases, I think, in the North Texas Athletic Department. I don't know, right? So, I, I put this game at like 40% chance of being played, but that's me. What do I know? If they play, you look at UTSA, are they good? They just beat uh, Southern Miss um, in a game that they they lost momentum there, and if Southern Miss had you know some dudes that can catch the ball, you know I think that's over. Um, they couldn't stop Frank Gore Jr. He was you know dancing around people. 
ultimately, when it was game winning time, um, Frank Harris, the quarterback for UTSA, the guy's been out for like three seasons uh, that North Texas was trying to recruit. Uh, he made a play, right? It was like a pitch. He like faked it. I think he just kind of misread it. He didn't want to pitch it. Southern Miss had it all blocked up, but he just escaped the dude, got a late first down, right? I talked about this before that part of, you know, like the part of the recipe, the formula for winning games is having dudes, your star players, make shouldn't plays, you know? Uh, Jeff Wilson, again, he used to take two yard losses and turn them into six yard gains, right? Those are winning time plays because, you know, when everything lines up and the odds say you should get a two-yard loss, that five-yard gain, one, is demoralizing, and two, puts you in the positive, right? And it can turn into, to, uh, if you do it at the right time, it turns to shouldn't play, uh, like UTSA should have been stopped, that's a punt, but they get the first down. And that's a winning play, right? Especially if you're doing the, those huge moments, those necessary moments, right? I mean, everybody knows, like, the final play of the game, you make that play. Yeah, uh, but it's those, hey, you're in double coverage. This is not a pass that you should be catching over two guys, but you make the catch, right? It's when we throw it to Jalen Darden and, um, you know, he, he catches it at five yards. He turns, and the guy is lined up in position ready to make a tackle, and Jalen Darden dances around him and gets seven more yards. That's one of those special plays. That's a winning play, right? That's what makes your team that much better uh man for man i think north texas has more of those guys uh you know deandre torrey oscar attaway jalen darden uh you can throw in deontay simpson is one of those guys in there those are dudes that can make plays uh like deontay simpson those guys are they're really talented and maybe they're not at the level of making the shouldn't plays but uh you know i like north texas band man for man in that respect UTSA, that's a Frank Harris. That's a sincere McCormick, the running back. Uh, those are the dudes that are you're going to like, ah, oh, how did he escape this short tackle and turn that into, you know, eight yards or whatever. Be aware of that, I guess. Um, you know, UTSA's offense, they're a little bit, uh, they're not that good, right? I mean, just top line of this whole thing, right? Headlining it for you. UTSA is not good, but nobody else is in Conference USA. Uh, you can probably just say, you know, just for argument's sake, they're about equal with North Texas at this point. Me, maybe because I have green glasses and green, uh, you know, blood running through my vein. I think North Texas is the better team, man for man, top to bottom. Um, you know, uh, I like our offense a ton. Uh, their offense has a couple dudes, but they haven't really exploded past anybody. They scored 52 against UTEP, but again, what is that, you know? Uh, it's, it's like, yeah, man, I dunked over my seven-year-old cousin. It was great. He couldn't guard me. I mean, what are you gonna do, right? It's UTEP. Um, they they scored a lot of points against Middle Tennessee, but so did we. But we thoroughly beat U- Middle Tennessee at Middle Tennessee. Uh, Middle Tennessee had come to UTSA uh, to San Antonio on short notice uh, and played like it was a double overtime game, right? It was like, or it was it was a close game. Right? I forget the exact scenario, but in the same way, right? You know, Middle Tennessee. And Rice had a close game, 34-34. 37-34 in overtime, double overtime, whatever. Um, you know, uh, like you saw how we handled Rice and we handled Middle Tennessee. I'm looking at UTSA and say they are handleable, right? Seven out of ten times I think we beat them fairly easily by like ten points, much like we did Rice. There's always the, the possibility that we start even slower. And, uh, you know, it's a road game. Things don't look right. 
whatever, what have you, you know. Uh, UTSA does feel good. I think they are, they won again, so they are four and like two or something like that in conference. Again, they, they beat Middle Tennessee. Um, they beat uh, Southern Miss. You know, that's a team, again, completely different team. I mentioned this last, it was on Wednesday in the uh, preview podcast. They beat uh, Southern Miss. Southern Miss was a completely different team when they played us. Uh, you know, they the since departed Jack Abraham was at quarterback. Uh, they were trying to figure out what they had in Frank Gore Jr. Uh, now, uh, you know, Frank Gore Jr. is a little bit better, but they had Tate Watley back there, and you know, whatever. Like Southern Miss was on the way to be to win in that game. Uh, you know, they kind of kind of shot themselves in the foot. I don't think North Texas is going to do quite that. And like I said, I like Jason Bean right now. I think he's feeling good, and I think I think a lot of the rust is off. Right, you played a game first time in a month. Uh, you get that feeling back, you know, kind of getting in the rhythm again, even though it's the Thanksgiving Day, uh, you know, week holiday. They kind of get back into routine. Everybody's still healthy, uh, except the Murphy Twins tramping up every time. Uh, again, Greg, friend of the show, said uh, it seems like all they do is get sacks and get cramps. And then uh, it was followed by an immediate sack and a cramp. Um, so I feel good about all that, uh, you know. And, yeah. I'm kind of eating up in our preview podcast a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about UTSA and just kind of who they played and get a little bit more into the to whatever. But again, top line, they're good. They're a solid team uh, for for Conference USA. If I if I had to rank just like talent, just overall you know power rankings in the West, it's UAB. Um, you know, you put like Louisiana Tech on on their days, sort of right. But you know, they haven't been that good. They have a lot of injuries, a lot of people out, so that drops them down. Somewhere in there is like Bryce, you know, because I think they're better than they played against us, but they're not that good. Um, and then like North Texas, you know, UTSA is kind of in the mix there. Again, when North Texas defense is, is on, you're like, hey, this team could be pretty good. Uh, and when they're not, you're like, well, it's the worst defense in the nation. So you have to figure that one in there. UTSA's offense is kind of hit or miss. A lot of it is sincere McCormick, and that's about it. They've had a rotating cast of QBs, again, uh, but Frank Harris is good. He's a talented dude. They have a couple of guys out there that can make a tough catch. But they haven't been efficient. They haven't been, you know, they like to run the ball, but, you know, everybody says that. Uh, I think, you know, I'd rather have North Texas's run game, including the quarterback, than, than UTSA's run game. But Jeff Trailer is their coach. I think the difference between, say, like Frank Wilson and his UTSA squad and this one, Jeff Trailer. And his UTSA squad is one health, right? They've had healthier quarterbacks, even though they had another blip where they had a couple weeks where, you know, uh, playing quarterback roulette. But also they are executing on offense better, right? Frank Wilson's teams, you're like, I'm not sure they even know what offense is, right? This team, you're like, okay, uh, they're trying. They're pretty much run-of-the-mill Conference USA squad. Uh, You're not going to see a whole lot different than – what you see, you know, from Southern Miss, uh, UAB, Louisiana Tech, you know, mix and match a lot of multiple spread formations, but uh, in situations they're going to try to put you in, in contested positions and make you guard the quarterback and, you know, that kind of thing. That's what's up. Yeah, we, we've we've played this team, a version of this team, you know, all season. Uh, you know, I'm not super afraid of them. I think Charlotte was a more dangerous offense, so – uh, you know, I, I, I remain confident. It's away, right? It's, it's at San Antonio. 
Uh, this will be the first game in San Antonio that I will, I will miss because I'm trying to stay safe on this COVID, you know. Um, but th that's about it. It's going to be a little different. Uh, I don't know what there is to play for. I mentioned this again. But you like them getting the team going in the right direction, right? It feels so much better to get some wins. Back-to-back -back wins, even though it was back-to-back, -back, right? Um, you like it. You feel good. Everything seems a little rosier, a little sunnier. Uh, all we want from this team is some improvement. And, and if they would have lost that game last night, uh, or, yeah, last night, it would have been tough last yesterday afternoon, right? Um, but I think even if they would have lost, I would have felt good about their performance. I think we would have talked a little bit more about the offense, like, yeah, well, they got can't settle for field goals or blah, 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 whatever. But they had it wrapped up pretty much seven minutes in. Uh, I mean, set, with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think they got a touchdown, right? DeAndre Torrey ran in from one yard. It was very classic football where you're like, well, seven minutes left. This game is over. Um, because, like, Rice got another touchdown, but they move so slowly. They're not that uh, dynamic or explosive. And North Texas did a great job of shutting things down. Um, that's, you know, that's that's what you hope for, that they got enough stops right in the middle. North Texas got a lead. got a lead by halftime, 14 to 10. And... It felt good, right? North Texas came out. They took care of business in the third quarter. You'd like to see a touchdown, obviously, but they got points. They struggled in the third quarter. Uh, you know, just got the one field goal, and then you got a field goal early in the in the fourth quarter. But those are points, right? I'd rather the struggles end in points than the struggles end in interceptions or the struggles end in three and outs. And I know that is super obvious, but this game is simple. You score more points than the other team, right? That kind of thing. So those are the things to look for. Um, next week. Start out better. Let's – we don't even have to score on the first drive, right? I mean, I'd like to. Yeah, obviously, let's get at least a field goal. But let's get a first down. Let's get two first downs, right? Let's let's move the ball a little bit and not go three and out and immediately punt. Um, that's just been a, a thing too often that we've seen. Uh, you know, let's let's not – you know, I know what they're doing. They, they come out and they look and they say, hey, two high safeties. Let's hand it off to DeAndre Torrey. Um well, maybe let's have let's anticipate that and do something different, right? Let's just have not even a sprint option, but just a, a QB you know, a QB sprint, right? And let's have Jason Bean, you know, get five yards and just get down. That's better than what we're trying to do right now. We're just doing like a little, I don't know, RPO, just diving to the middle of the line. Nothing is really happening. Uh, let's get Darden the ball earlier, even on a on a silly, you know, little touch pass, a little, you know chess pass that they do uh that is essentially a run play let's get darden the ball let's let's do something where we get our playmakers the ball early um that's how i'd like to start out this game let's move the ball let's do some things um outside of that i feel happy i'm, I'm good with everything that happened overall even the special teams mistakes they basically gave up a punt return for touchdown um you know there was a questionable i mentioned i mentioned being lucky earlier right there was a questionable um, block in the back called, got called back. Rice ended up scoring anyway, but they had to take up like three minutes to score, so it was over. But uh, you don't like that. Um, just the special teams play is very hit or miss at this point, and I don't know what I'm going to get. And uh, I'm sure it improved somewhat, right? If you take the the argument that, hey, you know, COVID's taking all our depth and we don't have no time and this, that, and the other. 
And you're like, well, they had, I mentioned this on the, on the last week's show, they had basically fall camp times two, right? This is the second, you know, version two, I mean. Um, a month off, lots of practice, and I know they were getting ready for those games in those weeks and whatever, but still, it's more time that they had without getting exposed, um, you know, to, to I guess, scrutiny, getting, getting on film, getting exposed uh, on, on tape. Um, everybody should have grown up a little bit more um, in that time, they should have got better. I saw that they got better, so I feel good, and and I'm not going to criticize anybody too much. Seth Latrell again, B minus. Um, the offense, a B, solid B performance, and the defense, uh, you know, a solid B minus. Right? I think that's that's fair and healthy. They got a lot of sacks, but they did give up some yards. Um, you know, they did allow a touchdown late and kind of. Looked lost a couple of other times. Uh, you want to get beat, you want to make them earn it and not just kind of give it to them. And there was a little too much of that. There was a little too much chasing wide receivers. I think we need more speed else, just all over. That was evident against HBU when uh, dude took a short uh, pass, turned it upfield, and exploded past our entire secondary. That's not what you want to see in an FCS versus FBS game, right? And thus far, that's kind of been the case, right? SMU did the same thing. Dude just ran past everybody. And, uh, you know, can't have that. Got to have a little bit more speed in the secondary. And, and, you know, I think all of that is negated if we're getting to the quarterback, if we're getting uh, backfield penetration. So hopefully, you know, whatever was ailing Deion Noville, whether it was just double teams, whether it was the pressure of carrying the defensive line, or whether it was, you know, like an injury or something, hopefully that's gone and he gets to perform the way he did uh, yesterday because uh, he was dominating at times. Um, you know, people, was it the Matt the, at the Roost guy was like, man, Dion Noville, we talked about him. Here he is, he's dominating the thing. I, I had to let him know. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, I'm happy for it, obviously, but he had not shown that all season. So, um, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad it's here. Uh, I'm glad, you know, we saw excellence out there. That was amazing. Uh, I think the Murphy twins, we mentioned this before, they had a lot to do with this. Let's see more of that. Um, you know, I saw, uh, was it Devontae McCray made a play there late too, so he was getting in on it. The more the more pressure you get on the quarterback, the more, you know, penetration you get there, the better everything is, right? The quarterback doesn't have time to exploit your secondary if he, you know, is getting, you know, put on his ass basically, right? So let's see more of that. Uh, then not right. Well, I think that's that's an half a half hour of uh, quality. I'll call it quality. Uh, mean Green Nation, Mean Green uh, podcasting. I hope everybody has a, a happy Thanksgiving. If we don't uh, speak again, um, I mean, you know, I I don't know what what the season's gonna bring. I'm call me skeptical on this COVID thing, and I don't know where you stand. Uh, obviously, because you guys are not talking to me. But I know a lot of people that I know fall into, you know, like one of three camps, basically. One is like, I'm not going anywhere. Lock it down. Other people are like, I'll take precautions, wear a mask, go do this and that. And other people are like, you know what? Uh, we don't need to be locked down. This is BS. I need to live my life. And I understand all three of those. Um, Yanka said, I, I think that it's just all risk management. I do think that there are consequences uh, for the general public uh, for, you know, like being more risky than than otherwise. 
but I also think that's the government's job to enforce those things because they can see the bigger picture than we than you or I can, right? I don't think it's it's right to put it on the individual to start making these kinds of decisions. Uh, that said, I hope everybody is a little risk, a little more risk averse this holiday season in these next couple of days, um, you know, because this thing can kill people and it does leave people with, with long term consequences that we can tell so far. Um, and, you know, I feel for a lot of people that work in hospitals uh, that are, you know, essential workers that are, you know, having a grind out here um, and it's taking a mental toll and that is an effect, right? That's a big effect on people and I hope everybody's taking that into account and, you know, when you're saying, yeah, I'm getting stir crazy. Well, the other people that are having to work 14 hours and see a lot of people die right in front of them, uh, they're having it a little worse. So, um, consider that when we complain. Um, all that said, I know a handful of people I saw on the Goldman Green Board are going to be at the game. Again, stay safe, have a good time, all that other good stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, consider not going. Um, basketball started. I know that's going to be, that's going to be weird. It, it's kind of funny that uh, I tweeted this the other day. It was 10 years ago, geez, that, uh, you know, North Texas beat Texas Tech at the Super Pit. And, um, you know, that was a good time. Josh White, uh, Tristan Thompson, Georgia Dufua, uh, all those guys, uh, you know, good times are here again, right? North Texas basically was going to, well, they were, they were going to go to the NIT, um, they had a good chance of going to the tournament. Uh, we saw, we were lined up to see a North Texas Western Kentucky epic tournament game, uh, and we we you know we lost that. Uh, you know, let's be safe, and then we can be more confident that we'll get a better basketball season because North Texas basketball should be fun. A uh, lot of dudes on that team, fun to watch. Uh, Grant McGaslin, fun coach. Uh, you know, to support. Uh, He knows his basketball. He's built a team over the last three, four seasons that, you know, is entertaining and effective, right? They win, and they do it with some style, too, right? It's not boring, grinding out. Um, You know, they they are excellent defensively uh, at times, and that's fun to watch if you love basketball. And they got some dudes that can make plays, uh, you know, like conference player of the year, right? Uh, all of that's great. It, it's great to see North Texas rocking again, uh, and I hope to see the Super Pit filled up when it's all safe again. Because uh, when it was, it was fun. Uh, it was good times. It brings a, a little bit of a sports tear to to think about those times and all the the fun basketball, the good basketball that was there. And you know that was the thing. It was like it, North Texas was poised to go to the next level, right? Because they were like, hey, there's a solid little team there, and they're kind of building things. They're starting to get some talent in there now, right? Like now there was like they're winning with guys that are underrated and, you know, like they're finding these, this guy and that guy. And now they're getting talent. Um, and then we, we kind of let that go. So my point in that is not to rehash some of the, the silly things uh, uh, that happened or the mistakes that were made, but more to just uh, encourage you to appreciate the good while it's here, right? Um, everybody's like, yeah, it was good, but it could be better. Yeah. Look a little bit to, to to the future and see how we can improve. Always be improving, but also appreciate what you have, because you never know when another ten year drought is uh, is in the works or whatever it is, right? Um, so do that. Appreciate what we have. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about North Texas basketball. I'm excited about North Texas football still. 
doing good. Um, the soccer team, the women's soccer team, they're still good too. Um, good stuff is happening at North Texas. And, uh, I guess you can say that's me trying to be thankful. Um, you know, I'm thankful for you guys listening every week. I'm thankful that I've been able to do this for as long as I have been able to do this. It started out as a silly hobby and it still is kind of a silly hobby. Um, I think maybe so many people that follow me the entire time say like, Hey, he was a little hit or miss and he sounded like a, like a lame, but now maybe he, uh, you know, yeah, he's not so bad anymore. This guy. Um, so I hope you see that, right? I'm thankful for all the people that are kind of devoting their time to this little hobby. Uh, the people that, that are members of mingreenation.com, uh, that support it monthly or annually, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm going to encourage everybody to kind of do that again. If you have the means, um, go to mingreenation.com slash membership. You should click the thing, sign up. Um, you know, you could do it monthly or annually and, uh, you know, it helps keep the things, you know, that we do up. Um, once things open up again, we'll return to doing some of the things that we started doing before hiring a photographer, um, you know, traveling to some of these away games, covering things a little bit more like journalistically, uh, you know, hiring other people to kind of write some, some, you know, fun stuff, paying some other people, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, expand a little bit, but like I said, primarily it's to just keep it running. Um, as North Texas sports become more popular, MeanGreenNation.com, and I know GumMeanGreen.com too, those, the, the costs increase, right? And, uh, and, you know, I want to make it sustainable, basically. I don't think, and I'm not trying to get rich off of this. I don't think anybody can get rich off of doing a, a, a you know, this kind of thing. But, hey, I'm not saying no. Uh, if you guys want to make me rich, I'm not going to tell you no. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Coming green. <laughs>